following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Kapiser. And and we're, this is our podcast. Yeah, that's what this is. If you were unaware, um, this, this we caught you unawares. Folks, the ones <laughs> yes, that haven't you have downloaded a podcast, or maybe you're just checking it out. You are previewing a podcast. Uh, of course, as usual, we're going to banter a little bit. We're going to look at the news, and then we're going to talk about... Our topic? El Chupacabra. What was that? Are flamenco guitars even from Puerto Rico? I think that's more of a Spanish thing, maybe. I don't know. It's all Spanish speaking. Doesn't mean that they Dialects. play the same guitars. They, uh, they could. Yeah, they could. I don't even. I don't fucking know. Well, is, 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 uh, I mean, are there even flamenco guitars in the secret room? I don't know. Where did sorry, that come it's, from? It's a couple gringos here talking about Puerto Rican and Spanish culture. So sorry about that. But we'll do our best, you know, because well, I took Spanish in high school. I always got yelled at whenever I said chupa, chupa. Just the word chupa. Uh, is that is that goat or is that sucker? <laughs> cabra. You got to think like it's after. You got to think about Latin like cabra, capra, capricorn. Is the goat? Yeah. Well, you yeah. know Capricorn, the zodiac. Yeah, yeah, the zodiac sign. Just saying. So this is episode eighteen. Last week we talked about fantasy football. No, 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 no. We're not going to get into it again. So please don't immediately turn us off. No, but I mean, if you're not, a, I I feel like people probably skip that episode. They probably they're would. not into football. If you if you skip that episode because you're not into football, go back and listen to it. It's it's. I actually had a blast editing it. It's a funny episode. I don't like football one bit. I don't even like sports. But you like yourself and you like me. One of those two things is true. I'll <laughs> leave you to wonder which one it is. <laughs> Nathan, you shouldn't always be so hard on yourself. <laughs> Even if you don't like football, even if you do like football, both sides will be represented. I think you'll be able to enjoy listening to that episode. Give it a listen. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of fun making it. Give it a lissy loo. That's kind of like a lucky loo, but for your ears. But, yeah, <laughs> a lucky loo for the ears. Yes. Coined here on Fairpoint. Lissy loo. That's a site for sore ears. I went to the movies again this weekend. Doesn't happen often, really, but it's <laughs> yeah. been happening a lot more Doesn't recently. Doesn't happen often. You just uh, mention it in every other episode that you went to see a new <laughs> it movie. It seems to be that way, doesn't it? May may have something to do with a girlfriend. There's somebody actually to go see movies with. Uh, we saw Kick-Ass 2. And I know you're not a fan of the movie franchise in general. I this feel like a... I feel like this is a whole separate podcast that we could do yeah, on we could it. We could talk a little bit about but... Kick-Ass. I mean, have you ever read the comics, Chris? No, I haven't, but I really want to. It's something that's on the list to do. Here's my deal with Kick-Ass. One of my friends turned me on to it when it first came out. I was really into it. It really presented this gritty, realistic, like, what if some kid really did decide he wanted to be a superhero and really tried to, like, take down the mafia. Right. This, it was very, it was fucked up. It was entertaining. It was a page turner. I liked it a lot. And I was really into it. And I collected it till the end of that first series. And then the movie came out. 
I was excited about hearing the movie come out. First thing that tipped me off that I wasn't totally down with it was Nicolas Cage being cast as Big Daddy. Now, this isn't just Nicolas Cage hate. I don't like Nicolas Cage as much as the next guy. I don't but... like Nicolas Cage at all, but it's honestly one role that I don't mind him in. I just realized the beauty of that statement. I don't like Nicolas Cage as much as the next guy. <laughs> but hear me out. It's more than just that. He's not Big Daddy. Even like, I mean, Nicolas Cage has done some cool stuff. And I'm not saying he couldn't do something cool again. But it's not Big Daddy, for fuck's sake. Not only that, then I heard more and more about this movie and I started liking it less and less. They, Big Daddy was not supposed to be a likable character once you really started finding out who he was. They really tried to make... Uh, likable is not the right word. Sympathetic. They tried to make him sympathetic in the right, movie. Right, and they did. And in the comic, it was very much like... They played him a, off as the real hero in the first movie. Yeah, whereas in the comic, it was like, you're kind of a bastard. Why would you do this to... He pretty much kidnapped his daughter from his wife, ran away and left. And like I think his wife him. died in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, well, that can't, we can't have one of the heroes being, no, he kidnapped his daughter away, left his wife. Like this was like an ex cop and he trained his daughter to like fight crime with him. It was, it was very, it was presented in a very, like that guy's kind of a fucking dick. Like good people don't do that. You know? Right. He's just crazy. He had a vendetta against the mob. He was really pissed and, and he wanted to take down the mob. Yeah. In the movie, his vendetta was because they killed his wife. Yeah. They had to make it a little better. Oh, they killed her mom. They... I hear more and more about the movie, and it just looks more and more like this action, like super stylized. Almost it was highly stylized. Yeah, and very similar to an animation of some sort. You know what I mean? Like very inspired by animation. I feel like that was an upside to the movie itself because it, it was just that was like one of the draws was how cool the action sequences were. I like stuff like that. I like movies like that, but that's the opposite of what I liked about Kick Ass. Kick Ass still got his ass kicked. But, Heart, big time. Yeah, but I mean... It was it, mostly it Hit Girl that was doing all the stylized action. It should have just been more gritty, realistic violence, like, and less stylized comic booky. Because the comic book seemed more real life, and the movie seemed more comic booky. I'll give you that. And then I find out the nail in the coffin that he flies a fucking jetpack with machine guns on it. Yeah, and, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the comic. No. He saves Hit Girl. So then, moving on to Kick-Ass 2, you realize, too, I don't know if you realized, but they released the next run of comics as Kick-Ass 2. They're actually currently in the middle of Kick-Ass 3 in the comics. Okay. I read Kick-Ass 2 about halfway through. I think it was right around the time that a German shepherd chomps down on somebody's balls that I was just like, yeah, you know what, I think I'm done with this comic. I had realized, I realized I'm not a huge Mark Miller fan. Hey, that happened in, in the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Jim yeah. Carrey's dog. Yeah. Jim Carrey actually was a good choice to play that role. It's It just totally got way too violent for violence's sake. Like, it was just trying to be more and more shocking. And the, the first time around, it seemed realistic of like, yeah, you 17-year-old kid cannot fuck with the mob. And he does. He pulls it off, but at at a great fucking cost. You know what I mean? Like, And that seemed very realistic. And the second time around, it was just like ultra-violence for the sake of being shocking and violent and one-upping itself. There was some of that there in the movie. Like, one of the villains... The D'Amico son, he, he's the one that's left, and he's got a vendetta against Kick-Ass. What is it? The Crimson? The Red Mist. The Red Mist. And he becomes a motherfucker yep. In, yep. in the second one. And uh, he basically uses his money. He's like, that's my superpower. Is I, I use my money to hire people to fight for me. Yeah. And uh, he gets this ex-KGB chick named Mother Russian. She just yep. 
there was this one scene where she literally kills 10 police officers and they all come down the road one car at a time, two people in the car. And like it starts with her throwing a, a propane tank at the car and blowing up the police car. I'll admit she's though, like, the more like previews I see makes me want to like watch this because it does look like it's a good movie, but I'm so stubborn. Yeah, and <laughs> what you said about Jim Carrey's role, I didn't even recognize him watching the trailers the first couple times. And then I heard the whole thing about Jim Carrey, you know, basically distancing himself from the movie because it was too violent. Yeah, started speaking uh, out against it. That's when I was like, he's in that? Then I saw him like, oh yeah, that is him. But that's crazy. But that's another thing that really boggles my mind because there's no way that he... He said he liked the first movie, the first book. He was down... He read the script. He signed on. He knew what happened to him and in the movie. And then after shooting, he decides to like speak out against it. Like over the last couple of years, have you seen like his like big spiritual like talks and stuff? No. He's gotten really spiritual. I don't want to say crazy because I don't know. I mean, it, it's a fine line between really spiritual, really understanding the world and really crazy. So it's easy to throw stones and be like, that dude's lost his mind. But a lot of what he's saying makes a little sense, but it could also be makes a little sense <laughs> well it does make sense if you look at it from like a spiritual standpoint but a lot of times crazy people have you know great revelations like that so who knows what's going on with jim carrey but i he probably it's probably started weighing on him and he started feeling bad about perpetuating something so violent you know what i mean and right being a part of something and, and felt like i don't know and then speaking of the violence Obviously, we knew this movie was going to go above and beyond the first one with how much violence there was in it and everything like that. And in the theater that I saw it with was this man with his two children, oldest being aged like five or six. Oh, my God. And I was just like, really? Like, it's not like one of those, well, it could be a soft R. No, you know going into this, it's a hard R movie. Yeah, I saw a bunch of kids when I went to see Watchmen. That isn't even as bad as... I bet you that horrified them when they saw a giant blue dick, though. (laughs) (laughs) those kids are scarred for life now uh but i mean i liked the movie i really did my girlfriend one of them was scarred for life (laughs) the other one found a new life direction and that's how it happens folks i like the movie a lot though but my girlfriend on the other hand she absolutely loved it like she she was just like in awe and like she was talking about it for hours on the way home i'm like yeah honey I saw it too, but like, really, I'm glad she enjoyed it. And just one disagreement I have with you, Sarah, and I know you're listening because you always listen. Thank you. By I'm going to call you out on the air. <laughs> thank you, by the way. I, I, you, you've been great to me, and uh, I thank you too. Thanks for being a loyal yeah. supporter, loyal listener to the podcast. Well, thank you for being a great girlfriend, but, <laughs> but yeah, and a loyal supporter. You know what? Fuck it. Thank you for being a great girlfriend to Craig. Yeah. You said it was the best movie that we've seen together in theaters, and I just can't get behind that at all. We've seen Man of Steel, we've seen Iron Man 3, and we've seen The Conjuring. All three of those movies, much better than Kick-Ass 2. Yeah? Uh, Kick-Ass 2 was great, though, and that just shows how much I like the other movies. The other movie being uh, Great and Powerful Oz, which I will give you, Kick-Ass 2 was was a lot better. Okay. I'm just saying that right now, and... Maybe mostly because you can't hit me through the air, through the podcast. So <laughs> she can hit you through the air. Yes, very easy. And guaranteed, I will be getting an actual hit. <laughs> Nathan, everybody's been uh, asking us and calling into our hotline, trying to figure out who our mystery guest is in next week. Yeah, what did you like? Give them our cell phone numbers. I didn't know we had a hotline, Craig. Is, oh. Or is it just my phone? Did you put my no. phone as the as the fucking Fairpoint hotline? No, because it's actually been ringing off the hook. All right. Well, all that aside, it's time for the big reveal. That September fourth episode's coming up, Craig. 
It sure is coming faster than we can think. <laughs> Not that fast. I mean, it's, it's a week. Fast, it's it's a week from today. I don't know how long it takes you to think, but I can do it. It, it in takes like less than a week. It's fair to say. I don't know, man. That's tough. So, <laughs> that's a tough one. I'll get back to you in a week. So are, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to tell everybody? Who our guest is? Oh, do you, you want to say it? You got to put it on me. It? You got to put it on me, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're the cooler one of us, so. <laughs> well, thank you. I try to be. That's about where I aim, like, uh, just to be the cooler of us two, at least. <laughs> yeah. Like, So so it's like Han Solo, Indiana Jones, I don't Nathan. Wanna, I don't want to be too cool, like, because then, then you're just a mockery. Well, that's why you you're not I mean? cooler like, than Han Solo. I, I don't like people that are too cool. But I do like to maintain some level of coolness. So I'm just like, so long as you never drop below Craig level. And I think <laughs> I'm just not cool because I think I'm too cool for school. Anyway, um, ladies, gentlemen, let's get a drum roll going. Next week on Fairpoint, special guest stars of the podcast, Blurry Photos, Mr. David Stecco, Mr. David Flora. That's right. Yeah. We're reaching out. We're getting stars. At least stars in stars my heart. Stars to us, yes. Uh, we're both, we've both been big fans of their podcast, Blurry Photos, which explores the paranormal, the unexplained, the mysterious, and in a very humorous manner. If you're fans of us, definitely check them out. They do their thing better. They're so cool. And you'll have some precedence for what you're listening to next week. And yeah, we're hoping... Uh, we're hoping we can maybe expose you to a new podcast if you're not familiar, or maybe maybe you're being exposed to us from from maybe them. we're maybe we're the new podcast. In this situation, we're the aliens. Literally, we're literal aliens. So yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, we hope you are too. Next week on Fairpoint, Dave Glory Flora, Dave Stecco, fucking photos. Yes. Fairpoint News. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> uh, just a quick reminder for Xbox Live customers, Games with Gold is still going around. I don't know how much longer it's going to be out, but it's been going on since the beginning of the summer, I think. What, I'd the say. confangled, dag-blasted... World is ah, you're running out of Yosemite Sam adjectives, man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you had a couple more. (laughs) Games with Gold is something that's on your Xbox Dash. If you notice it, go to the games section. Every month they've had wait, 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 wait. What the fuck is an Xbox? It's one of those console (laughs) machines that all them their kids be talking about. Damn kids and your (laughs) skateboards and your rock music. And your Guitar Heroes. So it's a Nintendo? That's what it is? Is the, <laughs> X, the Xbox is one of those Nintendos? It's it's not from Nintendo, but it's like a Nintendo, but that it's better. And Nintendo's a, a place now? <clears throat> no, no, but can I, I want to get this out because there's not much time left. And you're running out of time. Quick, go now. <laughs> <laughs> every single time you interrupt me, these people are missing out on the games for gold. Absolutely. If you go to the Dash and then you go over to your games section of the Xbox dashboard, under the Games with Gold area, they have a game that's available on their arcade to download for free, just for nothing. And they're not exactly... In other words, what PlayStation does all the time. Does PlayStation do that a lot? Yeah. For their PlayStation networks. You said it's for Xbox Live members, right? 
Yeah, for their PlayStation Network members, they offer free games. This is just, like, I've seen them have free games, but they're mostly, like, little arcade titles and stuff like that. Like, these games I've gotten were Assassin's Creed 2, Crackdown, which I've finally played and is actually a pretty enjoyable game. And now, just out right now, is Dead Rising 2. Yeah, I don't know if PlayStation Network does that or not. I'm not a PlayStation guy or... If this is something that Xbox is just doing now, or maybe they're trying to copy PlayStation, you know. And well, they do give away good games and actual full games, you know. Well, that's on... cool. Then hopefully Xbox won't stop doing it. You want to go to Universal Studios Hollywood? Yeah. For Halloween Horror Nights? That'd be cool. There's Well, there's some new stuff going in there. Okay. Anything you've heard of? I don't know. <laughs> you haven't told me yet. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. They're... Doing a Universal Monsters remix called Resurrection. It's a new maze in there. And really cool thing, they got uh, they got some fan treatment for it. A bunch of fans, they held a contest for them to design a monster. And the winner is being put inside the haunted house. That's cool. Also going into that haunted house is another contest winner, kind of. Uh, have you ever heard of the show Face Off on the Sci-Fi Network? It's where it's a reality show where a John group Travolta of and Nicolas no, Cage. not the movie Face oh. Off. I thought that would be cool if there was a show. No, it's a reality show starring Bosnia and John Travolta <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. Ghost Rider Nicolas Cage. Bosnia and John Travolta. I don't know if I'm any good at doing Chris Walken or Chris Walken. <laughs> Chris Walken. So I didn't know that Nick I'm Cage was trying to do Nick Chris Walken. Cage doing a Christopher Walken impression. And this is the part where you go crazy ah, and your eyes bug out. That actually isn't that bad. <laughs> that wasn't bad. <laughs> it, it was pretty good for somebody that I sounds nothing like I was frozen today. <laughs> awesome. Now Nick Cage doing Christopher Lloyd <laughs> in I, Suburban Commando. I was frozen today. That's Nick. That was supposed to be Nick Cage doing steampunk Morgan Freeman, but oh it God. sounded more just like retarded Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> with a side of fava beans. It was Nick Cage doing steampunk Morgan Freeman doing retarded Hannibal Lecter doing the nostalgia critic doing Christopher Lloyd. You're getting so far from where we started here. So you can't say it was a bad impression. Because <laughs> we that, don't know. Yeah, you can't say that was a bad impression. <laughs> There's nothing to compare That could have been the best impression I've ever done. And it's probably also the only. <laughs> the only impression I've ever done? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were going to say the only impression of Nick Cage doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even. I can't even follow the chain anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It is the best impression of Nick Cage doing steampunk Morgan Freeman, doing retarded Hannibal Lecter, doing the nostalgia critic, doing Christopher Lloyd. Okay, say it three more times. <laughs> Winkenbachers. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stop. <laughs> uh, so there's a show face off. Well, that was out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's a reality show on the Sci-Fi Network. Where a bunch of people that are artists and aspire to be, you know, Hollywood makeup artists get together and they create all these crazy, you know, makeups and character designs. Last week on Face Off, their competition was to create a future Frankenstein. And the winner of that is getting put into the haunted house as well. A future Frankenstein? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a concept design. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Future Frankenstein. You know, that's, if that's also oddly enough my favorite industrial goth metal band. Is that a real goth metal band? Industrial goth metal. So it's like they're kind of like you know techno goth metal, like techno goth with metal. like a Cure is that singer. Even, does that even work? Like yeah, their singer is like a Robert Smith ripoff. Because it's like 
upbeat, depressing. Yeah. You've never heard like gothic music? Yeah, gothic music's way into like techno. Really? But they sing like this, and it's still very like. It <laughs> sounded more David Bowie than uh. So, Robert so what Smith. you would, you would consider what you just did reminded me of Ramstein. <laughs> no, nothing like Ramstein. Okay, I'll live it. I thought that was a joke. Future Frankenstein was in a real band. No, it's not a real band. That was a joke. Oh, <laughs> but the but that's not a joke. That that's the type of music a lot of goths listen to. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a goth, and personally, I don't have any goth friends. Well, Nothing I am. against them. God, Dad, get off my back. Please. Let me express myself. Nathan, where did you learn this kind of crazy antisocial behavior? I learned it from you. I learned it from watching you. Keeping it along in the limelight of movies and glamour, I know we were talking about, you know, Halloween horror nights and, you know, monsters. They come from the movies. Yeah, that's not the same thing. That, Craig, that's the most tenuous fucking, like, <laughs> There's no relation. segue, okay? God damn it. Movie news. Okay. <laughs> I can get down with that. So you would think that in his arduous career, Bruce Willis wouldn't ever really turn down a role, right? I mean, a paycheck's a paycheck for the guy, especially if he's only going to be shooting for four days. I'm not compelled to say anything about Bruce Willis that may be interpreted as negative in some manner. Are you afraid Bruce Willis is going to listen to I'm this not, and beat the crap I'm, out of you? I'm not afraid of Bruce Willis. I'm, he just doesn't. I'm, he die hards. I'm afraid of Bruce Willis. Or does he die dies hard? He dies hard. He doesn't <laughs> die hards. <laughs> uh, he's an awesome action actor. He was great in the '80s, but he's done a lot of bad movies. We all know this. And he's done a lot that, of awesome movies. Though, he's done too, a lot of awesome seriously. movies too. Bruce Willis is pretty cool. But the movies, you know, he was just in it for the paycheck. You know, yeah. like short cameo. Oh, here's my one million dollars. Whatever. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, he's been in the past two Expendables. He was going to be in the third one. And he was only going to be on four days of shooting. They offered him $3 million for that. Would you turn that down ever? Would I? For four of days of work? Would Bruce Willis? I guess. Yes, because he wanted. If I have an idea wanted... of how, where this news story is going, then yes. Or else you're just very bad at setting up news very stories. Very bad, no. Well, neither did he. He took that shit, and he's going to be in Expendables 3. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Everything Nathan just said was wrong about my news story. <laughs> Uh, no, he wanted $4 million for the four-day shoot. He was reaching, I think, if you ask me. Sylvester Stallone was like, you're out of your fucking mind. You're seriously going to turn down $3 million for four days of work hey, because you, you, you want to... You're out of your fucking you, mind, Bruce. Yeah, thank you. You turned down three days of work, man. Uh, you want $4 million? $4 million? We're hey. not even making $4 million around here. I was frozen today. <laughs> now, now do Sylvester Stallone doing Bruce Willis... Doing Christopher Lloyd. Uh, those today. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. El Chupacabra. There, there's that guitar again. Where the, hell, where the hell did you... You just got a flamenco guitarist sitting up there listening to us, waiting for... <laughs> so Sylvester Stallone basically said, fuck you, Bruce Willis. You're not that hard to replace. And he was like, oh yeah, try me. And so he walked away. And within three days, he was replaced by Harrison Ford. So, ends on a good note. Yeah, I like Harrison <laughs> Ford better than Bruce Willis. They're both pretty badass. Harrison Ford's very, pretty badass. fucking awesome, though. It's hard to top Han Solo. It's hard to top Han Solo. It's hard, hard to top Indiana Jones. Yeah. John if... McClane comes super close, but... Han Solo or Indiana Jones, though? I think Han Solo beats Indiana Jones. You think so? Well, well no, I guess in a fair fight, Indiana Jones beats Han Solo. But yeah, we're but talking about... Coolness? <laughs> on Solo by a long shot. We're talking about a smuggler 
Do you, is he going to fight fair? No, he's got a Wookiee on well, his Well, I don't side. mean a fair fight. I mean a one on, Yeah, no Chewbacca. A one-on-one fight. Yeah, Han's got his blaster, but... Does that mean that Indiana Jones can't go back and use the Ark? Han's blaster is clearly more yeah, you know, he powerful than yeah, more than powerful Indiana Jones's than Indiana whip. Jones's weaponry. <laughs> well, Indiana Jones also has a gun. He's not afraid to just pull it out and shoot somebody. Gun blaster. Gun. Yeah, but Indiana Jones, I think, is just a way better fighter probably than Han Solo. Yeah, He's, I think he he Hans would is a better runner. I think he would be much quicker on the draw. Oh. I think he could whip the blaster out of Han Solo's hand if he needed to. I, I mean, don't and know this is coming from someone who I like. I love Indiana Jones. I'm not saying I don't like him in any manner. Well, Hans will shoot but, first, and yeah, he will shoot first if given the opportunity. Oh, but we're talking, sorry, Indy. Just tell Job I'll be there later. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Indy. Well, excuse me, sweetheart. Little other bit of movie news. We're always talking about them Marvel movies. Mm-hmm, Have you heard mm-hmm, the newest mm-hmm. in the Marvel movie uh, news? X-Men Days of Future Past? X-Men and Fantastic Four crossover movie. Crossover? Yes. And I heard that Brian Singer wanted to cross over with the Avengers, which is cool. That's a nice little olive branch right there. It's not on part of the production company. Fantastic Four is just one of those teams I really don't give a crap about seeing. Yeah, me either. But it's weird because I thought that went back into the hands of Marvel Studios, but I guess not. So the two of those are going to cross over and... I really can't get behind. I I'm guess I'm on my own here, but I really haven't been a fan of any of the X-Men movies. I'm not a huge fan of them. I mean, the first two were all right. They weren't bad movies, but they weren't what I wanted out of an X-Men movie. Did you know uh, Peter Dinklage is playing uh, Trask? The I, guy did. That invented I did the see that. It's pretty cool. The thing that I don't get about that is, wasn't that movie supposed to branch uh, the first class with that original X-Men trilogy, though? Yeah, and it, it involves time travel. Well, here's my one issue with that is Trask was in X-Men 3. And he, <laughs> and he was, was a large black gentleman. He was a gentleman. large black gentleman, not a not smaller... A gringo fellow. Gringo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well... So, so we're just going to leave that on... on a, yeah, they it is, but they just changed the character completely. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, they do it all the time. They did it in Kick-Ass 2. They got rid of Evan Peters. Who's he? He was Todd, one of uh, Kick-Ass's best friends in the oh, movies. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Evan Peters is the actor. He's an American Horror Story, Ameri- amazing actor. And he was good in the role as like a side character. And the guy they got for the sequel just wasn't as good. It was such a small part of the movie that it didn't detract from the enjoyment of the movie in general. It's just like, oh, that could have been better. I guess uh, the guy's a little too busy doing the new season of American Horror Story. Jeez, keep talking down to him. Does he have a podcast? I don't think so. Yeah. Just the facts. El Chupacabra is a cryptozoological creature, seen mostly in Puerto Rico and Texas, but also over as wide a range as Chile or Russia. Though its physical description varies, it is always considered to be a nocturnal, vampiric creature that kills livestock, draining them completely of their blood. He's gonna eat the goat? What's the matter, kid? Never had lamb chops before? 
I happen to be a vegetarian. And I'm certainly am not. <laughs> uh, so the thing's been in Russia, the chupacabra. Oh yeah, many more places too. It's been seen all over the yeah. I, I've place. no, I noticed something. Yeah, some random like occurrences in like Oregon, Illinois. But the thing is, too. I mean, we'll get into this later. But there's a reason because the word chupacabra is really a wide net being cast over. I think several different unrelated phenomena. Absolutely. In Spanish, the literal translation of El Chupacabra is goat sucker. Well, it'd be the goat sucker if it was El El Chupacabra. Very weak vampires indeed. Haven't quite, you know, gotten their big boy gloves on to go after humans yet. So, yeah, and sightings have been like crazy. Like, I know the phenomenon really kicked. It was like the 90s. Yeah, but sightings actually go as far back as the 50s. The 50s, right. But there's really no documented saying it's it was El Chupacabra. Not until the 90s. But in the 70s, in 1975, was the first real big piece of the Chupacabra mythos. Uh, was that like in South Texas? No, no. This was, uh, this was in Puerto Rico. Which is the where it originated? Where it originated? Oh, there was stuff that happened in Texas too, wasn't there? It, again, it wasn't s- stated that it was the chupacabra, but just basically there was a, you know just a bunch of mutilated cattle. Yes, and that was where the farmers had reported seeing strange lights in the sky, right? Yeah, yeah. And in Puerto Rico, it was attributed to a vampire known as El Vampiro de Moca. So yes, before he was ever called the Chupacabra, he had a more respectable name, El Vampiro de Moca. So that translates roughly to what? The chocolate vampire? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was uh, the area where it was being seen. Oh, Mocha? M-O-C-A. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was thinking, you know, you get a Mocha Cappuccino. (laughs) Can I get a Chupacino? (laughs) They should. They should come out with the Starbucks Chupacino in honor of the Chupacabra. Because I'm sure, you know, the CEO of Starbucks is listening to us. He's just sitting at his home, and he's like, the Chupacino. Royalties, bitch. It has uh, candy-flavored blood over the top of it. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's got to be a blood-red drink. <laughs> yeah. Flavored Made with blood goat orange. Milk. And goat that's, milk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like one of those, uh, one of those uh, organic craze things, right? People that think goat milk's healthy. healthier. I know. Uh, I've never had goat milk. I can't dispute the claims i think there's a lot of religious people that drink goat milk too because biblically they drank goat's milk not milk of cattle well i feel like it was cattle wasn't as present as goats were a lot more um prevalent in the area yeah times that's true that's true too although cattle were present though i'm pretty sure there are references to cattle right ah you know the bible's a really long book is cattle kosher (laughs) I don't know. I don't. And I mean, cattle are pretty much prevalent in almost every early like mythology and religion of the world. There's they're very frequently associated with gods and more more often goddesses. Uh, is that what hin- Hindu? But yeah, maybe that's more in there? areas where they drank cow milk. Yeah, because in India they drank milk of cows. I'm pretty sure, and they must have. They wouldn't, in Egypt. but they don't eat the cow. They don't eat the cow, no. Because it's sacred animal. Yeah, so they, drink they do the drink sacred milk. It's a misconception that they don't drink milk because it's sacred. Maybe there are some sects that don't, I don't know, but I know the origin of it was that they drank the milk, and that's why one of the reasons why it was sacred. I don't know. We don't have theological majors. Back to El Chupacabra. 
We'll get back. Oh, I want a tasty chupacino now. So it, yeah. well, no, no, back to the fucking chupacino. All so right, excellent. Things people care like about. The, what would it have like a cherry flavor to it? I was thinking blood orange. Ooh, blood orange. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's got like a double meaning. So it has like an actual orange flavor to it, but it has blood in it. Yeah. And I like orange. I don't like cherry. It's not. It's not one of my favorite flavors. But cherry kind of reminds me of cough drops. We could just have like a a red candy drizzle, like syrupy drizzle. Over the top, too. You know how they always do with the whipped cream. So it's made with goat's milk and blood orange, and we've got some whipped cream on top. And, uh, and it's hairless, completely hairless. And you drink it through a straw. You drink it through a straw. Yeah. Yeah, like you do in most uh, frappuccinos or So it's going to be a Starbucks cold drink because you can't really yeah. drink a hot drink through a straw unless Yeah, it's definitely going to be a straw. cold drink. But even if they had a special straw, you'd be burning your mouth. Mm-hmm. Or melting the straw. Unless it was a special straw, like you just said. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said they'd have to have a special straw to not melt it. Man, but what if it was like a special cup? <laughs> a cl- like a collector cup. Yeah, El Chupacino. El Chupacino. Fuck, I mean, they already call their, their mediums grandes. They they clearly have a poor understanding of Spanish. <laughs> and their smalls are talls. The fuck? I used to work at a coffee shop. People would come through and order talls. And I, I didn't want to deal with every customer going, we don't have Starbucks sizes. So I just started, someone would say tall, I'd You're get them okay. a large coffee. Eventually somebody's like, this is a tall, tell's this. And I'm like, well, it's a large. I mean, we don't have talls, like we don't have Starbucks sizes. And he's like, a tall's a small, tall, small, tall, small, tall, small. I'm like, and you're like, just because it rhymes doesn't mean those words mean the same you thing. You do realize they use those words there to make them sound like they're bigger than they actually are. The definition of small is of a size that is less than normal or usual. The definition of tall is of great or more than average height. So that would be the large, in my eyes. Yes, 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 you've illustrated that tall and small rhyme. That does not mean that they are the same thing. As a great actor once said about Starbucks, congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. (laughs) But moving back to the chupacabra. We definitely need royalties for that. Yeah, royalties, bitch. So this rash of mysterious livestock killings happened again in 1995. Who? Uh, of course, in Puerto Rico. Around the same time, a lady named Madeline Tolentino. Any relation to Quint Tarantino? Because, you know, their, their names sound alike. I think so, because their names do sound alike. We'll have to ask Quentin Tarantino when he he's going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So, oh, is he? You finally yeah, got yeah, him booked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quentin Tarantino totally said he was totally. You know how cool. pissed people are going to be when they realize that we're just lying. Yeah, keep in <laughs> mind this is a satirical podcast, but everything we're telling you about El Chupacabra is true, unless it's obviously it's false. all bot. It's satirical. not. It's not all true. <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Everything we're going to say about Chupacabra is not all true, but we're not making this up. Is basically what I meant. Somebody thinks it's true. Yeah. It's purported. True enough to put it on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So Madeline Tolentino saw this strange creature, and this was during the day. This had nothing to do with the livestock killings. It just happened around the same time. And So, of course, they'll link it. Yeah, well, it was actually comedian Silverio Perez. Good guy. Puerto Rican comedian. I'm not familiar with him because I don't speak Spanish fluently. I can kind of pick it out a little bit. If somebody's talking, I can get the gist of it a little bit. But, yeah, he's the one who linked Tolentino's sighting with the mysterious dead livestock and coined the term chupacabra. But the word chupacabra actually goes a lot farther back than that. What? So this is an oft-neglected 
damn near forgotten, but I think really interesting part of the chupacabra lore, which is actually completely unrelated to the modern day chupacabra. So chupacabra lore, modern day chupacabra, two completely different things. There was already an animal that was previously referred to as the chupacabra. This was the European nightjar, which is a small nocturnal bird that was said to drink milk from goat's teats. Huh. It would uh, it would fly out in the night. And it was and... actually sucking goats. Yeah. And that was it. it was not to drain their blood, but it would completely drain them of milk. Like it would completely, almost parasitically, suck at their teat until their udder actually like shriveled. And this would actually cause oh. the goat to go blind. So it would just be mean. It wouldn't just drink till it's full. It would drink until like it <laughs> fucked up the goat. Yeah, it would be like that. <laughs> it would be like binging. It would puke. Why can't parasites purposefully. get this through their head? If they just let the creature live and be content, they would have an endless supply. Is that? That's you, an allegory wait, for wait, 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 oil drilling. Quick. Did you just pull that out randomly yeah. out of your head or is that a part of your research? No, I just pulled that out of my head randomly. No fucking way, dude. Yay! Dude, that's so Really, that for me, that was just an allegory for uh, how the governments treat oil drilling. Ah, wow, dude. Well, we're going to get back to that in a little bit. So, yeah, Aristotle actually wrote about uh, the night jar, was, and he was the first person to call it the goat sucker. Of course, he didn't speak Spanish. Right. Aristotle was Greek? Yes. Do we know what the word for goat sucker was in Greek? That would be Latin? Um, yeah, if it was Latin, then it, it was... Uh, Capramogus, which is actually this bird's scientific name. They call it the night jar. You know, there's a common name and a scientific name. Absolutely. It's called the night jar because it sings at night, and it's kind of this... Jarring? Mechanical, yeah, robotic. Oh, okay, I was joking. (laughs) Yeah, jar, like a jar at night. Like, yeah, that's why they call it the night jar. But uh, Capramogus, as I said earlier, Capricorn. Capricorn. I guess Mulgus is to suck. And it was written about more and more, you know, it was in other treatises on nature and wildlife. And they would talk about how it would fly in at night. And then, of course, in Italian, it's known as Sukiaper. I, I don't know how to pronounce Italian words. Sukiaper? Sure. Why, in, why not? In Spanish, Chotacabra. And in Portuguese, Chupacabra. So there you go. Of course, what probably happened was it was probably seen flying around at night around these dead goats. It's an insectivorous bird, so it was attracted to the insects that were attracted to the dead carcasses of these goats. Absolutely. And it would get blamed. And, of course, the udder as, like, an exposed organ, you know what I mean, would be one of the first things to shrivel away. No, they wouldn't go for it, but it would be one of the first things to start shriveling away in the sun and everything. Yeah. So that was that they would be blamed for this. And I think that's a little telling in the way that we, you know, we we blame all these different livestock killings on the chupacabra. And they are, of course. And now, I mean, we have birds, aliens, dogs-ish things. Bats. There's Whatever, man. <laughs> and, you know, throughout history. It's <laughs> history being since 1995? Yes. <laughs> history of the last 18 years. Uh, there's been so many different ways that this creature's been described. It's like hard to think it's the same thing. Yeah. Originally, Madeline Tolentino's description and a lot of the descriptions that followed hers were based around this almost reptilian, bipedal, like humanoid-ish. It almost looked like a gray, like the aliens with the big black eyes like yeah. you see on South Park yeah, and absolutely. stuff. absolutely. Stock aliens. Yeah, they're they're called greys. It was very similar to uh, one of the very common things in almost all sightings is that it has spines down its back. 
that's been phased out a little bit more in recent sightings, but it still seems to be one of the hallmarks of a chupacabra. Um, its big alien eyes were said to glow red, either continuously or when it was frightened or when it was growling or hissing or making its shriek. Right. That's scary. It's also It was also described often as a giant bat. Interesting. And it was also... That might be more akin to th- see, actually seeing the night jar and thinking it's like a bat creature. Or maybe there are very large bats that live in Puerto Rico, so it's possible. Oh, you've been there? You've seen them? No. You watch Discovery Channel? Yeah, more like... I don't know about the Discovery <laughs> Channel. Discovery Channel. Chupacabra. It's real. <laughs> the myth is the Shocking that. new footage that isn't real. But it's real. But it isn't real. And then on, as a small disclaimer at the end, it says, this is all fictitious. It's a story, see? But more recently, it's been characterized as sort of a canine creature. Sometimes with hair, sometimes sans hair, and with a elephant-like leathery trunk? skin. Oh. <laughs> no, I was like, that's a first for me. I haven't noticed that. It always seems to be described with uh, long back legs. It's very often... Noted uh, as powerful? Yeah, and similar to kangaroo, a, a lot of people say it hops. That's another very right common thing, whether we're talking alien reptile or canine, it's said to hop. It also is supposed to have a long tail, which is interesting because, you know, a lot of coyotes and stuff don't have long tails like well, that. That is interesting, too, because there was uh, one sighting out of Puerto Rico in 1995 where a resident said that uh, in his backyard it came out of the brush and bit the family dog. Then he said, I think it belongs to the monkey family, but it isn't a monkey exactly. It ran like a monkey. It was about four feet tall, but it didn't have a tail. And that was a man that said that? That was a man that said that. Oh, because there's at least one other person that was a woman that said that she thinks it was part of the monkey family. Was that Madame Tarantino? No. I'm going to destroy your name, lady. I am so sorry. Not the credibility of your name, but just the pronunciation of it. It's also sometimes said to have wings, even when it's not described as bat-like. It's sometimes said to have wings. So that's interesting. Very. Yeah. It, it, it makes it one of the, like, it's it's like your 13-year-old cousin designed the chupacabra sometimes. like It's like a bat, but it's also like an alien with big glowing red eyes. It's got spines down its back. It's kind of like a reptile, but it's also kind of like a dog. It's got a long tail. It hops around like a kangaroo. And it's got fucking wings, man. You sound like somebody pitching a movie to Universal. They're not going to get that movie made. Like, whoa, slow down. Pick something and go with it. You've got too much going on here. There's way too much. And it's like a kangaroo. Okay, okay, that's enough. Don't call us, we'll call you. There's actually a uh, special edition kid robot figure of El Chupacabra. Oh, yeah? Which, yeah, it's designed by Sarah Antoinette Martin. And it looks kind of like a chubby, furry, like, Pokemon, I guess. With a sugar skull for a head. Uh, and it's like sipping blood from... A, it has a wine glass that it can hold of blood. And it actually comes yeah. with a goat skull and a small bird. That's that's super cool. Yeah, and I wonder... That's interesting that it comes with a small bird, right? Because not not many people know about that original... I've rarely ever heard that mentioned, the original that Chupacabra. That was the first time I heard that. Yeah. Was today. So, so yeah, that I wonder if that was intended or if it was just... Eh, throw a bird in there. I feel like they they had some kind of inside knowledge. We're like, you know what? 12 people will get this. Did you know that the Chupacabra has powers? What kind of powers? 
Well, and now this coming from the Princeton.edu site. Oh, man. So, obviously, it's credible. We're getting, we're getting and, to the and big leagues. And their sources are, quote, unquote, reliable sources in Puerto Rico. Just reliable so, sources? Yes, that's... This well, is, those are the listen, most reliable of sources. all you sources. need to know is that it came from Princeton, so obviously it's it's top-notch yeah, in quality research. Yeah, be bothered for names or institutions. It's said that the chupacabra exhibit intelligent behavior and possess some rudimentary skills of becoming undetectable. The structures in their back are some sort of wings that give them powers of flight, and these powers have presumably helped them escape captivity. The spines, sort of, I yeah. guess they're saying? Yeah, they're saying that gives them powers of flight, and it's allowed them to escape close contacts with people. Interesting. This coming from Princeton. I mean, and I just want to also say on note here from, from this website at the homepage of the Chupacabra Princeton website. What did Princeton have to say about mermaids? I don't know because the site hasn't been updated since 1996. Seriously? <laughs> yes. I know no that, that way. too. Absolutely. No way. The Princeton website? No, the Ch- Princeton Chupacabra oh, website. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm guessing it was just, you know, some people that were seniors there or that juniors made, made the website and it was posted on. It was just like never shut down. You know? That is crazy. But their tagline for the website is, put away the goats and any other household pets because the chupacabra may be coming to a barn near you. He's climbing in your window, snatching your chicken up, trying to suck them so y'all need to hide your goats, hide your cats, hide your goats, hide your dogs, and hide your livestock because they sucking everybody out here. That's going viral immediately. (laughs) They also called it Porter... (laughs) Super viral. <laughs> Another thing to note is they called it Puerto Rico's version of the Yeti. So I'm starting to feel like this site is less and less credible by the minute. I was attacked by some cryptid in the project. So dumb, so dumb, so dumb, so. You know that video way too well. <laughs> and you can run and tell that, bat boy. Run tell that. Bat, bat, bat boy. It's also sometimes said to reek of a sulfur-like odor. I so it farts a lot. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's it's hard to be a cryptid because they're always smelling bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot, the Yeti, the Mothman. Yo, cryptids have a hard knock life. Yeah. They sure do. No, Everybody I'm not, not going to do a song parody of that either. <laughs> or, I'm no, a I'm, hard knock cryptid for life. I don't know how to sleep. I got to eat. I pray on my foes. That's Jay-Z's, That's Jay-Z's hard knock life. That, he was talking about Chupacabra. The hard knock cryptids? The, the nocturnal, vampiric <laughs> predator that don't know how to sleep. It's got to eat. It preys on its foes. I don't know Jay-Z well enough. <laughs> but <laughs> If you say so. Also, if you have to explain it that much. <laughs> I prey on these goats. Uh, one thing about the rudimentary intelligence that they were saying it had, there was a sighting May 9th in 1996 the Espinosa family in, I think it was in Mexico, uh, it said a front door was opened and a creature was seen three to four feet high with scaly skin, clawed hands, red eyes, and a row of spines from the skull cap down the back. And the creature actually mumbled and gestured towards them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what it said was, hey, I don't hey, know. Hey, you guys, hey, to buy your goats. Could I get a cup of milk? <laughs> that was supposed to be the Sylvester Stallone Cabra. Sylvester Stallone Cabra. I was there. I was frozen today, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a scarier one. Oh, my God. And then he says, I know a lot of beef, so logically, I stay on my toes. 
Sorry, back on that. Back on Jay Z. I think Hard Knock Life really was about Chupacabra. You're right. Because uh, I okay, I don't know how to sleep. It's nocturnal. I gotta eat. Well, yeah, it's killing all these livestock. I prey on my foes. Uh, it preys on these goats. It sure does. I know a lot of beef. Again, livestock. So logically, I stay on my toes. It's a bipedal creature. It moves around on two feet generally, or even most, even on four feet. People, it's still on its toes. Even on four feet, it's running on its. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure is. But weirdly enough, later uh, that was at like two a.m. A couple hours later, that same night, the same family said the seven-year-old boy, young kid in the family, said that the creature stood on his bed and briefly on his chest. Uh, then mm. they described the smell that sulfuric odor smell that you were talking about. And that's kind of scary to think that this animal was in the kid's room on his chest. Probably wasn't, though. Just all a ruse. Maybe the kid was having night terrors, uh, or night, I'm sorry, sleep paralysis. That's possible. And he was just, uh, with night terrors at the same time. Well, sleep paralysis, you often feel a weight on your chest and sometimes hallucinate people sitting on your chest. But isn't that only for, like, if you feel like you've woken up in the middle of the night or is that in your dream when you really can't move and you're stuck because your your body is still shut down your brain kind of shuts your body down so it doesn't move around while you're dreaming obviously people who have a disorder with that sleepwalk have you ever seen that famous painting the nightmare like where the term nightmare comes from with the lady laying on her bed there's this short little furry imp monkey-like creature sitting on her chest and there's a black horse like peeking in through the curtains or something it's very creepy so random with that horse (laughs) the nightmare you, ah, yeah. nightmare. Play yeah. on words there. No, that's that's where it comes from, yeah. So it's all the mayor's fault. Yeah, you know, the more you know. Do-do-do-do. Another interesting uh, occurrence sighting blamed on the Chupacabra. Earlier that same year in 96, in January, and this was actually in Michigan, believe it or not, a farmer found eight of his calves frozen and dead. Two were skinned of their hide from head to hooves. Six were skinned of all their hide from neck to hooves. All were black and white Holsteins and about a week old. Now, how that automatically gets blamed on the Chupacabra, none of it seems like telltale signs or anything like that. Maybe it skinned animals, too, sometimes. Maybe sometimes. There's more than one way to drain a goat. Ha! Ew, 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 (laughs) ew, ew. Just just for note, I didn't go there. You went there. Ew, I didn't mean it that way. Ew. Sorry. I'm sorry for that visual. Let's move on from that quickly. Okay. Yeah, like there's other things saying that that like dead calves were mutilated, uh skulls were removed and things like that. It, just interesting stuff. Yeah, it is very interesting. Well, I think a lot of it's a bullshit. It's still it's still pretty interesting though. And I uh, bless you. Did you sneeze? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll edit it out. You're allergic to bullshit. <laughs> I'll but I I mean I love the chupacabra. I don't believe that there is a creature out there that does this. Um, I do. Well, we're going to get into that in a minute. Actually, there is actually a chupacabra. I do believe that, but I also believe that, like I said, the term casts a very wide net and takes a bunch of different unrelated phenomena. Now the real chupacabra is the one that steals heifer skulls. (laughs) What? Go cow skulls. Yeah, I know. That's the real chupacabra. Oh, but all the other like things are, yeah, that's the bullshit. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's my theory, at least. <laughs> There's a lot of theories for what the chupacabra is, though. Um, one of the biggest, most popular ones is that it was the result of a government experimentation. Ooh. That they had these secret labs on in Puerto Rico where they 
were doing crazy experiments, and they created this creature, and he got loose. Uh, scary. So what government was it? Was it the Puerto Rican government, you think, or was it like an American, a U.S. military in Puerto Rico? Well, maybe. Well, I guess there. Maybe that was neither. Maybe that's a red herring. Maybe it was actually a mad Nazis. scientist. Yeah, it was Nazi mad scientists at the center of the earth. Maybe Nazis are still in charge of not just Germany, but everywhere that isn't Syracuse. So <laughs> that isn't Syracuse. <laughs> so can we go as far as it's, to blame? It's like the Truman Show. All the right, creation no. of every cryptid on Nazis. No. Ah, oh, I really wanted to go there. No, no, no. But Nazis, I think, are responsible for chupacabra in this in this in this case. It, they they it was Nazi evil mad scientists. That sucks too, because usually the Nazis that you get in America are like just really stupid rednecks. Yeah, these these were actually still associated with the actual Nazi the regime. Yes, that and yes, it is regime. They're they're still in charge of the axis of evil is, is still actually operating and it's just this big front to the rest of the world that they're now do you three think, separate economies do you are... think to the nazis themselves they consider themselves <laughs> the axis this isn't of evil? offensive right this wouldn't be considered offensive only to right? nazis i think and at that point fuck you because there's a difference <laughs> between like, german people, people and nazis that live in germany japan and italy that i'm saying that these countries are all secretly still run by the axis of evil well, I'm I just, mean, I'm just joking, and it has nothing to do. That's with... like that's like saying domestic terrorism. You can just blame all of us for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. It has nothing to do with the people or even the governments of these places. I uh, am thoroughly uneducated about such matters, so I, I'm just. This is all random. So, but... but I don't think that they would call themselves the Axis of Evil. Like, don't you think they'd have a different spin on it? Like, via the Axis of Rainbows. <laughs> I don't know if they're they the go with guys. rainbows. They're the good guys. But why? Well, they are, like, they do military sieges and, you know, they're, well, they're not. I mean, so, so I don't think, I don't think Hitler's, like, I know he, he saw himself as the good guy, but I don't think he saw himself as the, the rainbows guy. <laughs> well, he certainly didn't look at himself as evil. No. He but thought what, I don't he, thought think what he, he was doing was for the benefit of I don't of think mankind. he looked at himself as, as Wrong, a, bullshit. <laughs> a bright, happy, fun leader. I, I think he looked at himself as, uh, you know. I still think he looked at himself as like a military, you know, a conqueror and uh he yeah, likes... maybe maybe a little too much as a good guy and a savior of mankind, which he clearly wasn't. He was kind of the opposite of that. Isn't that isn't that the way it normally goes? You know, you think you're helping humanity, but in reality you're just fucking it up. Maybe that's all that's going on with the chupacabra. He thinks he's helping humanity. He's by like, sucking Oh my off god, goats. this guy's got a goat infestation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, look at all these fucking chickens. I'm gonna do this guy a favor. <laughs> too Drain many these chickens. Fuckers of blood. There's too many chickens. There's too many goats. There's too many pets. He is. He's doing a service. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, some of them have gotten into their house. Dogs, cats, and fucking children? Nobody likes children. <laughs> Holy shit, that's got to be such a strain on his wallet and his, his taxes. and his. The humans are overpopulated as it is. You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome, pal. <laughs> that's what the mumbling gesture was. It was a thumbs up yeah, saying yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. That guy your best problem. Nobody can understand Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Your best problem is gone. Or the yeah. Stallone Cabra. You want to be in Expendables 3? I got an opening up in Expendables 3, eh? <laughs> All right, so we just went way off the rails here. The actual theories are just that it was government experimentation, and it got loose. Probably American government or Puerto Rican government. 
I don't know. Well, I mean, Puerto Rico is an annex of America, so it would easily yeah. be plausible that the U.S. That would have a US. military I think it base. is that the U.S. I think it, the U.S. did actually have bases there where they uh, brought monkeys there to study, and those monkeys have actually been a introduced mutated into monkey. the I'll, ecosystem. I'll buy it. <laughs> mutated monkeys, because, you know, they said it was, looked like it was part of the monkey family. Yeah. And another theory is that it's it's kind of like a half-breed vampire demonic uh, dog creature, you know, that I guess yeah, maybe, like maybe it's retarded because something actually supernatural yeah and there's, there's like a demon dog not not, not always a dog i mean Pero del diablo <laughs> and uh, puerto rico is actually the place where it's least commonly seen as canine and also the place where it's most commonly seen as demonic so those other images sometimes too you know are thought yeah, to be it's it's weird Des- the descriptions are always vague but i i feel like it, i mean if a vampire creature really does exist to like a supernatural vampire demon creature exists to suck goats it's kind of weak it's wasting its powers <laughs> it's like we're gonna screw your livestock we're gonna we're gonna kill you well it could be maybe, behind the scenes maybe then that's a satanic thing maybe it's a satanic ritual it's doing cool if it's demonic i've never heard that but yeah maybe maybe that's what's going on well i have heard a lot of the livestock killings were blamed on satanic Satanic things yes satanic cults before and a lot of them probably were because there's i know i know personally you know i used to be in a satanic cult (laughs) back around uh i think it was 76 to 79 yeah (laughs) it was the charlie manson days (laughs) everybody was doing it (laughs) but yeah we would sacrifice goats and and uh place skulls on altars and stuff like that so (laughs) that's not actually what satanists do satanists actually one of their like commandments is to not hurt animals unless it's for your well-being or in self-defense well-being mean eating yeah like to eat or use its hide or whatever and even then you should be respectful of it and a lot of a lot of satanists are actually vegetarian and vegan so satanism isn't devil worship satanism is not what you think we'll do an episode about it we someday. will we and, shall and and neither of us are actually satanists but satanism satanists Speak aren't for monsters. yourself buddy there's a difference between devil worshipers and satanists satanists generally reject christian mythology so they're not like a devil worshiper is actually woven into christian mythology and worships right the, the opposite the evil one yeah so that's that's different from anton LaVey's satanism and like i said neither of us are satanists or devil worshipers we just want to point out that there are differences well you just want to point out there are differences me personally i could group them all together <laughs> i thought you were about to say me personally i'm a satanist and a devil worshiper <laughs> you got me <laughs> best of both worlds here basically because the satanists were a little too pussy for me so i had to <laughs> Move it on up. <laughs> step it up a notch. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm a Jewish Satanist devil worshiper for Jesus. <laughs> devil worshiping for Jesus. And I think that the Quran is the true next revelation of God. So I just got all fucking Judeo-Christian bases covered. All of them. Why not? I do it. Yeah. 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 Exactly what you said. That's me. Well, excuse me. Judeo-Christian doesn't cover Islam. Abrahamic. I'm sorry. That Yeah. It gets it all. Yeah. Anyway, I like a lot of people are multilingual. I'm multi-religionous. You should be. <laughs> but I don't know if that's the right choice. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if a Jewish Satanist devil worshiping Christopher Lloyd for Jesus is the way to go. Hey, you know, I don't come in here and tell you how to how to uh, praise your God. All right. <laughs> well, let's get back to uh, the chupacabra. We're getting way off way the rails off. again. Um, but it's it's more fun that way. So yeah, some people do believe it to be a demonic creature. 
And hey, who knows? There's our addition to that mythos is maybe it is and maybe it's sacrificing these goats because it is a Jewish Satanist devil worshiper for Jesus. No, and again, brilliant. We We are brilliant. Each one of these seems like it's so offensive to like groups of people, but we actually mean no offense to any of these groups of people. It's this is all random and weird, and yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep digging your own hole. (laughs) No, but there's uh, there's another theory that you have that I I like is one of my favorite theories. Uh, the, the extraterrestrial? Yeah, yeah. Of extraterrestrial origins? Yeah, some people think that this creature was an extraterrestrial pet. Which is so cool. Oops, the aliens lost it, they left it on Earth. Oops. They're just dicks. They, they... Carl left the door open, and the <laughs> alien chupacabra pet got out. And and they didn't bother looking for it till they were yeah. already, you know, light years away. Uh, God damn it. Like, Max! Where are you, Max? I can't find Max anywhere. I have all this goat blood for him. <laughs> we come to Earth every year to collect goats, <laughs> to mutilate and that's cows. that's why they take cows, yeah. Yeah, so we got food for him. For their pets. We tried rednecks, but he just he wouldn't eat them. So we just sent him back. <laughs> Carl! Carl, you did not leave the space door open again. What Carl's not in the house! <laughs> Where's Carl? But yeah, that's a little funny, I think, like an extraterrestrial pet, and it got loose on Earth. It's a lot of imagination there. Yeah. Come on. I like it, though. Because, I mean, who says, you know, aliens can't have pets? I'm sure they all do. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that was probably what happened. They were making their routine visit to Earth to collect some cows and goats and livestock. For their pet. Not just collect them, but mutilate them and drain them and take what they need to feed the pet. And, and yeah, we're see we're linking everything loose. together here. Yeah, mysteries are unraveling right before our own eyes. Perhaps then the Nazi evil Nazi scientists summoned this demon beast to give to the aliens as a sign of goodwill as a pet because they knew that they were going to yes. try eventually and then it escaped. Over. I think yeah, we figured out the unified theory of El Chupacabra, yeah. and uh, that just means every theory is right. Yes, and that's what happened. But with the theories, there are. There are some more rational explanations. Real explanations, which kind of make it seem less creepy and scary and cool, but, you know, more like actual scary. Well, there I disagree with you, because I definitely think that the hypothetical origins of El Chupacabra are much scarier than the rational scientific explanations, and not all of them are that scary. Well, as we already mentioned, there are large bats in Puerto Rico, and there are also, scientists also brought rhesus monkeys, which are not native to Puerto Rico. Rhesus pieces monkeys. No, no, no. Not rhesus monkeys. Monkeys made out of peanut butter and chocolate. Yes. Yes, Craig. That's exactly what they brought. New holiday treat. For the benefit of the listener. Get on it. (laughs) But yeah, the the rhesus, R-H-E-S-U-S monkeys are not native to Puerto Rico, and could have been responsible for sightings, although they've been there since the 1930s. So, Well, that was when they finally broke out was in the 90s. You know, somebody maybe <laughs> maybe went and, like, no, they've, activists released them. No, they've been, they've <laughs> been introduced into the ecosystem longer than that. I don't think they're actually doing any of this uh, livestock attacking. And you said giant bats. I mean, come on. Giant bats are fucking scary. Bats are scary, bats just in are general. Bats are awesome. I'm not scared of bats. They carry rabies. 
Giant bats are even bigger. They carry super rabies. Carry, uh, you're, no, you see where I'm going here. At least we're on the same train of thought. <laughs> uh, to debunk Madeline Tontino's story. the Which, yeah, if you're yeah. already forgetting, she was the lady that saw it during the day, the original. And it was a reptilian scaly reptilian alien. bipedal yeah. monster with the spikes down its back. Uh, she had admitted before seeing it that she had just recently seen the movie Species. Which had just came into theaters in Puerto Rico like a week or two before her sighting. Yeah, and if you've seen Species, I'm sorry. And if you she also seen admitted species, that the creature in Species looked remarkably similar to the Chupacabra. There were over a dozen similarities between yeah, she's, them. Like... She was really just... And, I was, and when I first read that, I was like... Really? The chupacabra you described looked exactly like Natasha Henstridge? <laughs> it was basically <laughs> Natasha Henstridge with glowing red eyes. No, but in the movie, she uh, metamorphosizes into Sil. her real, yeah, the... you know, her, her real form, which is looks a lot like this creature that was that she yeah. described. Freaky alien creature. So that that was kind of like a, a that's probably the biggest letdown of all the explanations. Yeah, and you know a lot of those sightings were copycats or were influenced at least exactly. by her sighting. So that completely take away the entire alien thing. Yeah, more recently and a lot more in Mexico or Texas, the more canine side of the chupacabra. There's been tons of sightings. There's been tons of videos and a few corpses found. Sad. And the corpses were obviously taken to universities. I think one of the first ones was at Texas Tech. Uh, it was taken due to study. Am I right with that, Texas Tech? I'm not sure, but whatever. I'm not. Don't cite us, you know, in your college essay about El Chupacabra. Okay. Of course, they turned out to be coyotes with mange. Mainly. Yeah, uh, specifically innate-legged mite that was a parasite. It's actually the same parasite that causes scabies, scabies. in humans. Yeah, only not through sex. And, the, yeah, the difference is that, um, well, scabies can be gotten not through sex. You can Unfortunately. Get, yeah, you can get scabies from, like, spending the night That's, that's the house, least like... fun way of getting scabies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then again, it's also super scary to think that you can get a mite on your, you know, privates from having sex with another person. Oh, God. Yeah, it gets under your skin. The difference is, though, primates and humans have lived alongside this parasite for so long that we've evolved to adapt to it so that it doesn't damage us quite as badly. Right. And not only that, but it's evolved to adapt to us so that it doesn't damage us badly because it's better for a parasite to not kill its host and to keep its host alive. Ah, bringing and, it uh, back. Yes, and with the coyote... Neither of them has had enough time to adapt. Oh, it's It's been course, passed so, yeah. to domesticated dogs from us and from domesticated dogs to wild dogs and coyotes and whatnot. And so it completely makes it lose its hair. It, its skin it gets ends up killing leathery like an end. elephant's skin. And, yeah, they, they get weaker and they die. That's that's just that's sad stuff. Yeah, sad, which, sad stuff. which is both an explanation for this weird creature people see and for the deaths of the livestock because it attacks them by their neck. Yep, because it's too weak to actually, you know, hunt its, hunt its prey and, and kill prey, it. Yeah. So, like, it'll just, like, drink some of the blood. Um, also, well, it's, it's not so much at drinking the blood either, too, as uh, the sun beats down on these carcasses from the very early morning. All and day. They, it's they a bloat. hot climate. Yeah. A lot of times they don't get seen until later in the day. 
maggots have drank a lot of its blood. A lot of its blood, its skin cracks, its blood seeps out. Well, here's the thing about that is I also read later on it was stated that these livestock that were supposedly drained of their blood, they went and opened them up and there was plenty of blood inside of them. Yeah. Actually, it just looked like they were drained because, like you said, the elements get to it and all the different decomposing insects and uh, parasites eventually swarm on it. Yeah. And makes it look like it's been drained. So (laughs) in reality, they really weren't drained. And yeah, just really weak, mangy coyotes. Sad, sad, scaby-filled, mangy, dirty, nasty stray dogs. But that, in a sense, is... El Chupacabra, in a sense. I mean, this is something that is both responsible for the sightings and it's responsible for the dead livestock. And it is quantifiably different from a regular coyote. It is it is like Absolutely. a different creature. It, it, it changes it so much. Like, yeah. yeah. So in a sense, there's your explanation that there's your creature. There you go, guys. You're scary El Chupacabra. But as for me, I'm going to stick with... That a bunch of evil German Nazi scientists working for the American government and summoned and subsequently genetically enhanced a demonic Jewish Satanist devil worshiping creature for Jesus and offered it as a pet to the aliens and the aliens ended up the fuck ups that they are. I like I like how you know I like your theory and I gotta say not necessarily because it's true. But because it's a lot more fun than the reality of it, when you think about it. Now, (laughs) I mean, in fairness, most things are more fun than dead mangy coyotes (laughs) that are unfortunately too weak to hunt for themselves and live a healthy life. I think most things are more fun than that. A lot of things, yeah. You know, the chupacabra's been portrayed in the media uh, a little bit. Did you know that? No, it hasn't. No, it's it's been in movies. Yeah. And stuff. I'm going to use, for a specific example, have you ever seen the movie Feast? Is that the one with Jason Mewes? Yeah, uh, he was in the movie. He doesn't have a big part, but... Yeah, I haven't seen it, though. It actually was part of a contest, the screenplay was. That movie's about El Chupacabra? Technically, no. It was part of a contest that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were having to get a movie made. The yeah, winner of the contest, I remember that contest was the guy that wrote Feast. Oh, and so no they way. produced the movie with I'm Wes Craven. I'm pretty sure I entered that contest. Really? Yeah. Um, it was back in like 2004. The movie was made in 2005. I mean, the movie's a gory horror comedy, and it's a lot of fun to watch. It really is. And it's basically about patrons locked inside of a bar forced to fight monsters in southern Texas. So what does it have to do with El Chupacabra? The monster resembles what their descriptions of saying, like what it was doing. They're like, oh, it was killing livestock. This thing was out killing all the livestock. It was about four to five feet tall, had kind of very splotchy hair, and it kind of had like a canine face and feature too. And it was like actually a family of them. Hmm. So there was a little baby one and then the two parents. Oh, little baby. Yeah, it killed a lot of them. <laughs> Aww. And I just remember the movie was was a lot of fun to watch. Really? Yeah. I got to check that movie out, man. I've been meaning to see it. It was popular enough to warrant two sequels, so there's three of them. And I saw, I didn't see the third one. I saw the second one. It ramped up on the comedy, which wasn't a good thing because it was bad comedy. Uh, and it's worse than bad comedy. It ramped up on the gore, which was just seemed excessive. Like, yeah, bad horror can be entertaining. Bad comedy is usually just... Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a horror, and you know, knowing... Me, I know. I edit this podcast every week. <laughs> El Chupacabra also appears in Red Dead Redemption, the video game. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and the uh, Undead that? expansion. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever played it? I never played Red Dead Redemption. No. You've never played I, the game at all. No, I. Oh, uh, it's so well, good. I'm not a huge fan of GTA per se. Like I can have fun with it for about 45 minutes, and then you know when it gets time to you actually have to do missions to advance and stuff. I'm like, eh. And I don't really like westerns, so if you combine the two, I'm probably not gonna. I hear you. You should give it a try, though. Maybe Especially I will. the Undead Nightmare. Like Maybe it'll the, be end up being free with games for gold soon. You might even so. just even if you just try the Undead Nightmare one with all the zombies. You can hunt Bigfoot. You can hunt Chupacabra. Uh, you can find the Four Horses of the Apocalypse. Oh, so I did hear about that. Yeah, death, famine, pestilence, and uh, war. There you go. Yeah, you can also hunt the chupacabra. It's a big, badass, tough-looking hyena, canine, wolf thing. So it's the canine version of the chupacabra? Yes. In Red Dead Redemption? It makes sense, because that game does take place in the American West. Yes. So after it goes in, into the movie business, there's there's been some related legends about the chupacabra. Okay. Uh, have you heard about any of them? I don't know. And there was, there was one thing. You haven't told me them yet. It says uh, New Orleans has, has kind of uh, a creature, you know, that's very similar to the alien-like description of the chupacabra called the grunches that basically which is also just pretty much what the old people there call hippies yeah yeah actually the old people there now are hippies <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so i mean it, it basically I, I don't know like it, it stalks lovers lane in new orleans <laughs> like i said <laughs> it's the hippies so that there's like i couldn't find anything on the grunches themselves but it, it sounds like a dr seuss weird. creature yeah for real like i think that's just something somebody made up there's also the Puchen of Chile. Okay. Who have similar habits of the uh, of the chupacabra. So like like it, like it drains, attacking livestock. Yeah, it drains animals. Draining bloods, blood, cigarettes, cigarettes, chewing their fingernails. Chewing tobacco. Chewing tobacco and mm. cigarettes. Jeez. Yeah, I know, it's a double whammy. But it was reportedly a winged snake, which could go with, you know, the giant bat thing. Uh or it could just be a baby dragon. Or it could knows? just be a winged snake. Or it could be a winged snake. Yeah, I mean, come on, Craig. I'd rather see a dragon. Baby dragons, you know. You, I mean, you can. I would mistake a baby up. dragon for a winged snake. So it's like hundreds of years of sightings, but it's because the dragon lives for thousands of years. So right, right. It's still a baby. Yeah. It's only three hundred years old. Whatever. <laughs> the last related legend is the Sigbin of the Philippines. Okay. Which is both similar in description and habits. The only difference is that this creature walks backwards with its head between its hind legs. That's a pretty big difference. And has the ability to become invisible. That's like saying, like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a cat. The only difference is it has a 14-foot neck and about equal size. Like, I mean, it's a giraffe, but, you really? know, it's kind of like a cat. Very similar in appearance. No, but it also has large ears and the ability to clap them together like a pair of hands. This is a really weird creature. Yeah, really. And what's even better is legend about this creature says that it leaves its lair during Holy Week, looking for children to kill for their hearts, which it then fashions into an amulet. Why didn't we do this creature instead? Wow. Can we? I know, right? Let's just no, let's just erase this whole episode. And restart and just it? start over. Well, I got to get to work. Other work. Uh, that's right. Man. So I think that's El Chupacabra. Or rather, I think that's El Chupacabra. There it is again. El Vampiro de Moca. El Chotacabra. <laughs> there weren't really any other names. Yeah, that's all of them wrapped into one. Or the Night Jar. No, that doesn't really work, does it? 
El Caprimogus. Ah, uh, he said it in Latin. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, that was Chupacabra in a nutshell. And uh, before you leave us, make sure you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Fairpoint Podcast. Check us out there. Like us. Love us. YouTube, youtube.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. Previews, videos, all that shit. Send us an email. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about us and, you know, possible things to do in the future at fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Very, all this is very easy to remember. Uh, the only thing that's a little different would be our Twitter. Now, back in the early episodes, which you shouldn't really be listening to anyway, um, we mentioned that we each had our own Twitters. Fuck that. Ignore that. We're never going to check those. Ignore us. <laughs> We've got a Fairpoint Twitter. You may have noticed that we haven't mentioned Twitter in a long time because we don't like Twitter. But we're biting the bullet. We're doing Twitter. I'm going to get on that. I swear. I'm still trying to figure out if posts I'm doing are actually posting the podcasts themselves. Check it out anyway. It's at Fairpoint Pod. Because Fairpoint Podcast is too long. Secret Room is taken, presumably by a porn industry. Hey, could be Chris Coolahan. Could be Chris Houlihan, because he really does have the original secret room. So from oh the secret room... Oh, my God, Craig, ro- Craig, don't... No, 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 don't move. Don't look. I, oh, my God. What? What, what is it? I don't know. Is there a spider on my he, shoulder? Nope. There's a chupa... Is, I think it's a chupacabra. It got it in... Chupacabra? It got in I, through the do, hole in the window I, that Brandon Dyer left. Brandon that Dyer, bastard? of course, supposed was to fix the stand-up it? comedian who is our special Get guest on episode the, 14, the, the Bill Hicks episode. Shoot the chupacabra away. It's, it's coming closer. I, I think I, it's going to suck you. It's oh, going to drain your blood. Oh, oh no. It's it's just, just the, the sandhill sand crane. crane. Oh, my God. Man. It's just that majestic, beautiful bird, the Sandhill Crane, so frequently mistaken for a horrifying cryptid. Okay, but still, what the hell is it doing in the Pacific Northeast? Yeah, let's get this Sandhill Crane out of the secret room. Out! Be gone! Be gone, you Shoo away with you! The power of Jewish Satanist devil-worshipping Christ compels you! The power of Jewish Satanist devil-worshipping Christ compels you! But we will, uh... I guess we'll talk more about this Sandhill Crane next time when we've got Mr. David Flora, Mr. David Stecco, the host of that spectacular podcast, Blurry Photos, here to join us in talking about this spectacular bird, yes, the Sandhill Crane. Yes, and we're definitely going to make all of your ears wet. That was a sexual yeah. reference, yes. Okay. I, 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 my ears don't get wet when I'm aroused, but... Well, no, it, the, get the ears wet like you would get... But never mind. You know, let's, let's just let's move on. Blurry Photos is going to be here next week, and that's super fucking awesome. Yes. Dave Stacco, Dave Flores, two amazing guys. Just You're going to have a great time with us. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. If you're going to listen to one episode of Fairpoint, well, I guess if, if you were going to listen to one, this was it. So if you're going to listen to two episodes of Fairpoint. Let the other one be yes. the Sandhill Crane with Blurry Photos, hands down. From the secret room, I'm Nathan Kapiser. And I'm Craig Lewis. Save some chickens, folks. Eat more beef. Adios. Gracias por escucharme.